This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Money Pit is presented by Lumber Liquidators. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So glad to be here with you on this fine, almost spring day. Hope it's nice in your part of the country. It is where we live because spring is, uh, well, it's, I think it's almost officially here. That's why I have to say almost. It doesn't actually happen until a little bit later. But hey, I'm thinking spring home improvement projects already. Got a couple on my to-do list. Leslie, you may have some on yours as well. But we want to hear what's on your list, what you want to get done today. We're here to help. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. And coming up this hour with a stock market that's getting more unpredictable by the day, you might want to consider investing in your home instead. We've got advice for home improvement projects that really pay off. Plus, if you want a quick way to start a neighborhood feud, just put up an ugly fence on the wrong side of your property line. (laughs) We've got some tips on the right way to fence your yard a little later in the broadcast. And this hour, we're giving away a $50 assortment of Thompson's Water Seal products, along with an array of premium painting tools from Purdy. So if you'd like a chance to win that, give us a call right now with your home improvement question at one 888 Money Pit, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? And North Dakota, you're on the Money Pit. How can we help you? I am living in a house that is over 100 years old, and it has an open staircase. The problem is, is that there is a bedroom that is above the staircase and adjoins it at the top, and part of that bedroom is cantilevered, partially and then totally over the open staircase. And I have a big crack that's developing on an open area. And that area is cantilevered out about six feet from a load supporting wall. And I don't know if I can just patch it or if I need to put a support beam or jack or something underneath it because this area is getting pretty worrisome. I've got two cracks that are about three-eighths of an inch and pretty long. So, Anne, are these new cracks, or has it always been cracked? It's always been cracked, but it's been a hairline for many years. Oh, boy. And then we had a massive flood. How long ago was the flood? That was in 97, and then the ground has been shifting ever since. Since that flood, the cracks have gotten bigger. When we have cracks in in walls and foundations and things like that, we always like to determine if they're active or inactive, because, frankly, all homes have cracks. If you t- tell me that over the last 20 or so years that this crack has opened from a hairline to three-eighths of an inch, it might be active. I'm not actually convinced of that yet, but I am concerned enough to tell you that you probably should have it looked at by an expert. 
What I'd like you to do is go to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors. That's ASHI, A-S-H-I dot com. And find a home inspector in your area. There's a zip code sorting tool there that's a member of ASHI. And talk to two or three of them and, and, and find one that specializes in structural uh, issues like this and have them look at it and see if we can determine based on that inspection whether or not this is an active ongoing situation or just a crack in an old plaster wall that needs to be fixed. Uh, it's not unusual for old homes to have lots of cracks in them and especially around a staircase because just the way homes were framed back then is different than they would be today. And so that's not an uncommon area for cracks to develop. But I think we need to determine for your own sort of sanity, if nothing else, whether or not this is active and ongoing or something that's really just historical. Does that make sense? It sure does. All right, and good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Kevin in Maryland, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. Uh, I've got a washer and a dryer on the second floor of my house. And uh, it seems in the last year uh, I'm getting a lot more vibration and a lot more sound out of those units. Um, and I can feel it a lot more in the second floor. So I'm wondering if there's anything I can do to, to kind of reinforce something in order to limit that vibration. Because I've got uh, two small children now in my amount of washing and drying is not going to go down at all. Well, two things. Um, first of all, you want to double check that the appliance is absolutely level because if it's slightly out of level, you'll get more vibration. Then the second thing that you could do is pick up some anti-vibration pads for the feet of the washing machine. These are like rubber blocks that are indented where the washing machine legs sort of sit inside of it. Then they sit on the floor and they help absorb some of the vibration. I have uh, the washer and the dryer actually stacked, full-size units stacked on the second floor of my house. And I put the anti-vibration pads in it. And whenever the machine is spinning, I can literally look at those pads and see them working because, uh, you know, the, the vibration is really being absorbed by them. And in fact, I have also have the, the washer uh, sitting inside of an overflow pan that's made out of fiberglass. So to get that to work, I had to sort of carve the bottom of the vibration pads to fit sort of the angle of the of the pan that they're sitting in. So even with that modification, they work and they work well. So I would pick up the anti-vibration pads. They're about 25 bucks for a set of four, and you could find those online, or I think I found mine at Home Depot. All right, thank you very much. All right, Kevin, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whatever is going on at your Money Pit, we want to lend a hand. Give us a call, 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, they say good fences make good neighbors, but they can also add style and value to your home if they're done right. We'll give you tips on picking and building the right fence for your home after this. You live in a Money Pit. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Money Pit. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we've always gotten a lot of questions about flooring here on the Money Pit. Which is why it's great to be working with Lumber Liquidators again. They're America's largest specialty retailer of hardwood flooring, and their buying power allows them to offer low mill direct prices on top quality floors. Yep, so you can save big on over 400 varieties, including Bellawood pre-finished hardwood backed by a transferable one 100-year warranty. Or you can choose from engineered hardwood, bamboo, cork, laminate, wood-look tile, and even vinyl plank. Talk to their flooring experts. They'll make sure you get the right floor for you. And during their spring flooring sale, right now you'll save even more on nearly everything in stock. Lumber Liquidators has hundreds of stores nationwide, and their floors can be found in over 2 million homes. For locations, call 1-800-HARDWOOD or visit LumberLiquidators.com. Like they say, Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Dennis in Michigan's on the line with a water heating issue. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. Um, I am actually calling for a lady friend. She has a 1,500-square-foot home. Okay. It's on a well and septic. And the uh, water heater is at one end of the house, and the kitchen and the bathroom is at the other end of the house. And, and obviously the hot water takes forever to get there. Is there something that can be done for that? Uh, one of two things. So what you could do is put in a second water heater, and that would be a tankless water heater closer to the source, the point of consumption, which would be the, the bathrooms and the kitchen. And that will speed up that water. And then Renai also has a type of water heater that they're just releasing on the market that has like a recirculator built into it where it will actually pull a stream of water back and constantly keep it warm without driving up the utility cost uh, too high. Does that make sense? Well, okay. But the Renai, is that a tankless also? Yeah, Dennis, the Renai product is called the Ultra Series, and it basically is sort of a breakthrough in recirculation technology. So I would check out the Renai website, I believe it's foreverhotwater.com, and there you'll be able to take a look at the ultra series of tankless water heaters, and that might just solve this problem once and for all. Yeah, so that would probably save energy too. Absolutely. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Jan in South Dakota on the line who needs some help with leveling a basement floor. Not a terribly difficult project, but a big one. How can we help you? We're planning to remodel the lower level of a townhouse. And what we'd like to do is retile the traffic area, which is a hallway and also a bathroom and utility room. But there's a bedroom with a closet on an outside wall and a utility room in the, in the sort of the center of the um, rooms that has an unlevel floor. So my question is, is there a way to um, re-level the concrete floor before we resurface it? Yeah, I mean, there's a product called a a leveling compound, a floor leveling compound, that essentially you can mix up and pour on the floor and trowel out and use it to level floors. And so that's really your only option, but how out of level is this floor? I mean, is it really visually um, bothersome? Because I would suspect that, you know, it's a big project for you to level it, and it might be easier just to sort of adjust things around it. Okay. Like re-level the appliances and... Yeah, exactly. 
it's a just it's a kind of a pain in the neck to level the entire floor. Is it expensive? To have it professionally done, I would say yes. To do it yourself, no. But then again, it's not the kind of thing that you could just pick up and do. It does require some skills to get it done right. You would just get a, like a, a long board to use as a trowel. There are products that are self-leveling products, and they're usually good for more minor leveling jobs, say up to uh, one being one inch out of level. So if you choose a floor leveling compound that's designed for self-leveling, essentially what you do is you mix it up, say like in a five-gallon bucket, and then you pour it out, and it will seek its own level. But you have to keep going back, mixing more, pouring it, mixing more, pouring it, and then you can kind of trowel it out as it starts to level out, and, and then at one point it will meet you know, the original floor. So that's an option for you is to use a self-leveling compound. That sounds great. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, putting up a fence can add style, security, and value to your property, but it can also be an eyesore, a maintenance headache, and cause a battle with your neighbors. If you'd like to avoid the pitfalls, you really have to plan carefully. First, you want to check your property line so that you don't build in your neighbor's yard. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, that's a huge (laughs) mistake. So you want to know exactly where your property line is before you start this project. Now, you also want to check with local officials and make sure that you don't need a permit to build a fence. Now, once you're sure about those things, you can start thinking about what kind of fence you want. And there are a lot of choices to make. Fencing is available in many materials, including natural and pressure-treated woods, as well as vinyl and metal. Now, Natural wood can be beautiful, but it's going to require the most maintenance. And you want to remember that there are two sides to your fence. It needs to look good from the outside as well as the inside. Now, don't try to save money on your gate. That's going to take the most wear and tear. And it can also be a security risk if somebody leaves it open. So try to add a spring hinge. That's going to help it swing back into place. And that's really super important if you've got a pool. You have to do it. Now, it's important to have that fence around the pool. But consider this. Some fences you want to be visible. But some fences you'd prefer to be sort of invisible. And a pool fences are a good example of that because they're often sort of plopped right in the middle of a backyard. So here's a trick of the trade. If you want your fence to be less obvious to, say, the neighbors, use a black fence, like black chain link fences. They're practically invisible, especially when you put a bit of green landscaping around it. So if you want to see the fence, fine, go with something bold and beautiful. But if you'd rather have it sort of melt right into the landscaping, choose a black fence, especially chain link or iron fences, uh, they can really blend in quite nicely while still giving you that safety and security. 888-666-3974. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. What are you working on? We want to know. Joyce in Massachusetts, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Uh, I have nine windows and we had someone caulk the windows where the window sills because we live in Boston and the and the cold air has been blowing in. I want to know how I can seal them up because it didn't do one iota thing for the gentleman caulking uh, the nine windows. Didn't do any good, huh? And he caulked them from the outside or from the inside? From the inside because this is an apartment building. Um, we're on the seventh floor and we have windows going on different a- angles. And so I, I'm trying to find out what, what is the easiest way to prevent the cold from blowing in because it's unbearable. Okay, since you're on the seventh floor, I presume that you don't use your windows. You would never use your windows for emergency egress. Do any of them go to a fire escape or anything like that? No, no. Okay, so there's two things that you can do here. 
Um, one of which is you can use uh, shrink film. It's a clear plastic wrap that you cut to fit the size of the window. Mm-hmm. You attach it with a double face, clear double face tape that comes with it. And then you use your hair dryer to heat it and it becomes very taut and clear so it doesn't obstruct the view. What about weather stripping like weather felt? Well, that's all possible, but there's another option. And the reason I asked you if you needed to use your windows for egress is because I was going to recommend temporary weather stripping. Now, there's a caulk that's like a weather stripping sealant, but it's a temporary sealant. Okay, so the way this works is you essentially caulk your windows shut. You caulk all the the seams in the window where they slide up and down with this clear temporary caulk. And then what happens is in the spring, you can actually grab the edge of this caulk and peel it right off. It comes off like a clear rubbery strip. It enables you to essentially seal your windows shut uh, in the winter and then restore them in the spring. Thank you very much, and I enjoy your program uh, immensely. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Cody in Kansas on the line who has a sheetrock question. What can we do for you today? Well, we're actually renovating our kitchen, and first renovation, we've never done this. We have wood paneling walls, and I'm wondering, can you sheetrock over the wood paneling? Do we need to do a complete teardown and tear it out before you sheetrock? I mean, you could drywall on top of that, but I don't think it's a good idea. I think you're better off taking that old those old wood walls down. Uh, you're going to get a much cleaner look when you're done, and uh, I just don't think it's a good idea to have that extra material, have all that extra material in your wall. Okay, is there? I mean, should I go with quarter inch drywall? Should I go with half inch? Is this regular uh, paneling that's uh, you know like an eighth to a quarter of an inch thick? Yes. Yeah, that should come down fairly quickly once you pull the electrical cover plates off the boxes. You should be able to get that going at the seams and pull that right off. And then uh, just lightly um, sand the walls if there's any imperfections there. And then you can apply new drywall on that. Uh, you could use probably, if you have existing drywall there, you could use 3 eighths inch drywall as your second coat. And if you glued it, um, make sure you, uh, you can, you'll, use, you'll need fewer fasteners, but make sure you overlap the seams. So don't use the same exact seams as exist in the original wall. Does that make sense? Yes. And the original wall, I believe, is the... Flatten plaster. It's it's not actual drywall. Oh, plaster lath. Yeah, I would definitely go on top of that. I would not pull down the plaster lath. I've done that job both ways, and it's a lot cleaner if you just go over it. But keep in mind, you're going to have to uh, extend the electrical boxes and perhaps trim around windows and doors and that sort of thing to compensate for the the additional thickness. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. All right, now we've got calling in from Money Pit Territory. We've got Diane from New Jersey who's got a question for heating up a home. Diane, how can we help you? Yes, and thank you. I love your show, and I think I realize most people, when they call their house a money pit, even though that's a bad word. <laughs> well, for us, Diane, it's a term of endearment. You know, you know, we love our homes, even though they can be money pits, and we're here to kind of help take the pain away. So how can we help with your house? What's going on? My mom is 89 years old, and every year she's cold, and she doesn't want to put on the heater because higher because it'll take too much money. So I got um, determined, and last winter I insulated. It's a split-level home, so I insulated uh, the basement, and I, I, I painted the walls, the cement walls. And yet she's still cold, so I'm wondering, what is it? Well, how much insulation do you have in the attic of Mom's house? There is 
a plank where you walk, and on either side of the plank, it is insulated. It was done by a modular home company, so maybe it's not the best. Because here's the thing: if you're going to play, if you're going to pick one space in a house to insulate, you need to you need to pick the attic oh. because heat rises, and that's where you get most of your heat loss. Okay. So I, I would take a look at that attic, and in New Jersey, you need to have 15 to 20 inches easy of insulation, of fiberglass insulation. So I, you, most homes need additional insulation, and you can add that by adding unfaced fiberglass bats, not not with the paper or the foil type of face, but just plain old raw fiberglass bats, and you lay them perpendicular to the insulation you have right now. And that's the single most effective way to reduce your heating costs and improve your comfort. All right. Okay. Good luck, Diane. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Still to come, are you always confused over which adhesive to use for your DIY project? I mean, there are so many choices, it's really hard to know which one's right. Well, we've got tips on a construction adhesive that can replace all the others and be used for most of your do-it-yourself projects when we return. 888 Money Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, if you are any kind of do-it-yourselfer, you no doubt have a collection of adhesives in your toolbox. Our question is, why would you do that? Well, there's an adhesive out there that will replace many of the others that you've already got. And here to tell us about it is Josh Murphy from Gorilla Glue. Welcome, Josh. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. You guys have done a really good job of working up adhesives that really make our projects a whole lot easier. I remember some years ago, Josh, we were doing, um, I think it was a, a social media uh, ask of our audience to tell us how they used Gorilla Glue, and it was amazing how many ways people were finding to use that product, specifically the construction adhesive. But I guess that's pretty common in your business. Oh, yeah, that's that's very common, and that's that's something that we stand for at Gorilla is really just being a brand that we know people can trust, where they can use our products on a number of different projects. You know, when you walk into your local hardware store, you walk down the adhesive bay, it's very confusing. There are so many different types of adhesives, you know, specifically construction adhesive. There's like 30 different varieties. There's, you know, for subfloor, there's for drywall, there's outdoors. So being the brand that we are and really just having the consumers at heart, we wanted to come up with a product that kind of did everything that all those other products did. So that's why... We came up with uh, our all-surface, all-purpose construction adhesive. It really does sort of replace all of those very specific adhesives, but gives you great capabilities. So let's talk about some of those. Now, one thing um, I'm always concerned about when I do use a construction adhesive is I want it to grab quickly because I'm usually depending on that for To hold for things in place. <laughs> and to hold it in place while I attach fasteners and stuff. So um, have you guys tackled that in the formulation so you get a really quick grab of this? Yeah, absolutely. The last thing you want when you're working on a project is, is it sliding down the wall on you or something like that. So one of the cool features of this product that it, it, it's got a fast grab capability where it grabs in 30 seconds. You hold it up there and it's, it's just sitting there waiting for you. It's not going to slide on you. So you can continue to, to move about with your project or, or do whatever you need. When you're doing a bathroom remodel, you'll need so many different adhesives for all of the different surfaces. And then when you finally get to the decor stuff and you go to put up, you know, a glass mirror, 
you've got to grab a completely different adhesive. Otherwise, you get that weird discoloration on the backside. But you can use the construction adhesive from Gorilla Glue for mirrors as well. Is that true? That's true. Yep. It works on mirrors. And like you said, you can do pretty much anything in the bathroom with it. You can lay the tile in the shower. You can do the floor. You can hang the mirrors. You can... You can do pretty much anything in the bathroom with it, so that's what makes it truly special product is you really only need one product. You don't need to go back to the bag of the truck to pick up another tube. You just need one. So I use this uh, in combination with one of my other favorite products, duct tape, <laughs> to attach a, a soap dish that had popped out of a tile wall in a bathroom, and I found it really easy to use because I was able to apply um, the Gorilla Tough product to the back of the soap dish, press it in place, and it held fine. And I put a couple of strips of duct tape across uh, just to kind of make sure it stayed exactly where I wanted, had a little downward pressure on it. And uh, just a few hours later, it was good as new. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy. And one of the one of the things that we're we're coming out with a, a new size, a construction adhesive in a tube here this spring that'll be in stores. And it's perfect for fixes just like that. You have a loose tile around the shower or you have a soap dish you're putting up and maybe you don't have the wherewithal to go out and buy a big cock gun, but you can tube it on just like any other normal glue, almost like a tube of toothpaste and do quick fixes and repairs around the house. So Josh, how does this differ from your traditional Gorilla Glue? Does the construction adhesive expand as well? So one of the things that consumers know about our original Gorilla Glue is that it does expand when wet. The cool thing about construction adhesive is that that it does not expand, so you don't have to worry about some of the run-out issues. It's truly an all-in-one product. Josh Murphy from Gorilla Glue, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks, guys, for having me. And for more information on the Gorilla Construction Adhesive, visit GorillaTough.com. That's GorillaTough.com. All right, still ahead. Has the crazy stock market got you feeling skittish? Well, invest in your home instead. We've got tips on improvements that deliver the best ROI next. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Liquid Nails Fuse-It All-Surface Construction Adhesive. Glass, metal, wood, whatever your job. Liquid Nails Fuse-It bonds almost everything. Liquid Nails Fuse-It All-Surface Construction Adhesive. Don't just glue it, fuse it. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. On air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We want to help you get all of your spring and current winter season home improvement projects done. You can tell I'm a little bit over this winter. I'm ready to move on. Well, we've got a great prize up for grabs this hour with those spring timely home improvement projects right around the corner. We've got up for grabs an assortment of Thompson's water seal products along with an array of premium painting tools from Purdy. I mean, these really do go greatly hand in hand. You can find them at so many retailers nationwide. It's a prize pack worth 50 bucks. It's going to go to one lucky caller that we draw out of the Money Pit hard hat, totally at random from everybody who gets on air this hour. Number again is 888 Money Pit. 888 666 3974.
head into New Jersey where Vicki has a painting question. How can we help you? I have dining room and part of my living room. I had the ceiling was peeling, painting and peeling. Okay. As the pieces were spreading wide, opening, coming down, I had a painter come, and he scraped all the peeled paint off, and there were parts that were not peeled, so he didn't touch that. He just peeled the pieces coming down. Now he painted. I have no idea if he put a sealant or not. Then after that, about a year or so later, I had the same problem. Now... This is all coming down, so I have another painter, another $4,000 I put into this, and it's peeling again. Let's talk about what's probably happening with your paint. When you have paint that starts to peel like that, it's essentially sort of delaminating. The paint between the layers of paint, it loses its ability to to remain sort of stuck together. It loses its bond. And it's very common for this to happen uh, where, when you have a lot of coats of paint, because at some point, uh, you're really at the point of no return where the paint, you can't just keep adding more paint because it will peel. You have to strip off the paint that's there. So if you've got this problem of paint that repeatedly peels, the next time you work on this project, you have to apply a paint stripper and pull off the old paint. Then you need to prime that space, and I would use an oil-based primer for maximum adhesion. And then you can add the final finishing touch of a latex sealing paint over that. But if you keep adding good paint over bad paint, you're continually going to have this problem where you get peeling and delamination, and the process will have to be repeated. Vicki, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, we're heading over to Washington to talk with Jean about moss. What can we do for you? Well, I would like to know, is there a product that I can use safely on blacktop or cement to get rid of moss? Yeah, you can use trisodium phosphate, TSP, which you can buy in the aisle of a paint aisle of a hardware store uh, or home center. Okay. Then if you spray that on, do you need to also wash it away and wash it off? Yes, yeah, you do. You need to let it sit there for a while, and you can scrub it and then rinse it away. And then another option is a product called Jomax, J-O-M-A-X, and that's available at home centers and hardware stores as well. That's made by the Zinzer Company, uh, and that's a house wash and uh, mildew stain remover, so that'll work well on the algae too. Okay, and is that a spray-on? You mix it up and you spray it on, that's correct. Okay, and then do you think you need to rinse it off too? I would follow the label directions, I believe you do, and that will take care of it. Okay, good luck with that project. Well, we'd like to believe that all our investments actually make money, but when it comes to your home, they really can. I mean, some home renovations pay better than others, like energy-efficient upgrades. You can earn tax credits and save a bundle on monthly utility bills with improvements like that. And they also include the smaller, simple fixes like weather stripping and caulk. New windows, heating equipment, insulation, all generally bring great ROI. Yeah. Now, you want to make basic maintenance your top priority because neglecting those little things can lead to big expenses later. And you want to consider home renovations that are the most cost effective. Now, if you want some guidance, you can look to the annual cost versus value report from Remodeling Magazine. And that provides data on popular improvements and their costs. And it's all what you can recoup by where you live, your region of the country, and also by project. Yeah. And as much as you'd like to tackle these home improvements by yourself, I mean, look, you just can't do it all. You may not be qualified. You want to don't want to take a chance on them not coming out well. So there's actually never been a better time, though, to hire out. 
the cardinal rule of hiring a pro still applies. You want to really carefully vet your potential contractors. You want to confirm the licensing and the insurance and always follow up on referrals. If you get the job done right, it'll help make sure your home renovations really pay off. Barry in Tennessee needs some help with his jacuzzi. What can we do for you? Well, what happened was um, the drain got stopped up. So I took some crystal Drano and poured it, and it got on the tub itself, and it burnt all the way around the drain. I mean, it's it's burnt plastic. So I was wondering, is there a way to get that back to looking new, or do I just have to replace the whole tub? Well, unfortunately, you've chemically damaged the tub by using uh, caustic drain cleaners. We really don't like caustic drain cleaners for reasons just like this. They don't really work very well to begin with, and what happens is you end up overusing them or spilling them, and they I've seen them melt tubs and melt plastic before. You know, there's a new drain cleaning product on the market right now that I've just come across, and it's fantastic. It's called Drain FX. The website is drainfx.com. And essentially what this is, is for under $20, you're purchasing what's what's in essence a pressure washer for your clogged drain lines. You hook this up to the sink faucet. It has a long tube that you can run hot water down. You drop this into the trap, and then you turn the water on, and it blasts the clogs away. It's under 20 bucks. Check it out at drainfx.com. You should have one in your toolbox because you never know when this is going to happen. And look, you could save yourself not only the hassle of a clogged pipe, but in your case, the hassle of potentially replacing a tub or learning to live uh, with the ugly stains that have resulted. Do not use caustic drain cleaners on these surfaces. Take a look at Drain FX. It's a much better option. Linda in Ohio, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, I had an old garage torn down. So I had a prior cement pad and I had a steel building put up. I have gaps now from the steel building is not, um, the metal is more like a corrugated. It's got a little ripple in it and where it meets the floor and they put a like two by four base around the inside to screw the metal to it. So I'm getting chipmunks in there and everything like that in between. What can I use to seal it but still keep it so when the cold weather comes, it expands like it needs to. You must be having some pretty big gaps there if the chipmunks are getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> How much space are we talking about? Some spots, it's not very big at all, but some it's like maybe two or three inches high. Oh, wow. Because the, the cement pad was not really leveled, or it's, throughout the years, too, it could have sunk down in certain areas. I don't know whether to put, like, another board. Yeah, so, so listen, if you've got two or three inches of gaps, you're going to have to add some additional sort of siding-type materials to cover that gap. You could actually use additional galvanized metal and form it to uh, to fit in that space. If you have smaller gaps, those could be filled with, say, spray foam insulation, or you could use steel wool. Sometimes when we're trying to plug up little gaps, especially when it comes to rodent prevention, uh, I'll have folks put steel wool in there that they're not apt to, uh, to chew through. But you can't have a gap that big and not expect uh, those types of animals to get by. Awesome. I'll try that. I'm just still warm the phone. <laughs> Good luck with that project, Linda. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Still ahead, we've got tips to help you spruce up your bathroom for a whole new look just in time for spring. You live in a money pit. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Why not celebrate St. Patrick's Day with shades of green? We've got eco-friendly home improvements that can range from small to big on our homepage right now at moneypit.com. All right, we've got our first post right here from Cheryl who writes, My den has a vaulted ceiling with exposed styrofoam beams. They're painted black and the ceiling is white and the walls are yellow. I'd like to paint those styrofoam beams, but what color do you suggest? Hmm. Ceiling is white, walls are yellow, and they're currently painted black. Well, first of all, you're going to have to prime the heck out of them to cover up that black. And then I think I would go for something that's more natural, like maybe like a beachy washed wood grain. Now that's going to require a couple of different layers with a painting technique to give you that nice sort of wood grain striation-y look. But I think it's going to be worth it, especially when you're dealing with a foam beam. You want it to seem more realistic. And people think that they can't paint those composite materials and those fake materials like foam but you really can and you mentioned it leslie the key is really to prime it the primer is sort of the glue that makes the paint stick so if you prime it first especially with such a dark color underneath you'll pretty much be able to paint that any color from there on out. And a little trick of the trade from prim- for primers is to tint them with the color that you think is going to be your final color. If you tint it first, it makes it possible to perhaps just put one top coat over above the primer and you're good to go. Yeah, Cheryl, I think this really is the best approach. You're going to end up with something that looks more cohesive and something that doesn't stand out in a bad way. So we're about halfway through March now, and spring is just about here, which makes it a perfect time to think about redecorating spaces in your home for a very fresh and clean look. Leslie's got ideas on where to start in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, spring is really the perfect time to take a look at rooms around your house and see what changes can bring some new oomph or pizzazz or just really jazz up the look of your home because face it, we're all tired of how things are starting to look after the winter months of being cooped up inside. So it's really a good time to start thinking about how you can freshen up the look of your house. And I think the bathroom is a great place to start. Now, a few things that you can do are to replace your shower curtain, add in a pop of color there, or you can add a tie-back drape, you know, in front of just a more simple shower curtain. A lot of people do that. It gets a little fussy, and it really goes with more traditional look home. But if that's your style, it works really, really well. Now, you can also very inexpensively replace your towels and bath mats, and that also gives an entirely fresh feel. And remember, pattern does add interest, and it's fun to mix and match patterns. As long as you're going small scale, large scale, you can have fun and really get adventurous with your pattern mixture. You can even take it a step further and add a fresh coat of paint. You know, changing the color does drastically change the look of a space. And bathrooms are smallish, so they're perfect to paint, you know, in a one-day project. They're also a great space for wallpaper, even if you just put it on an accent wall. You just have to make sure that you're properly removing moisture from that space. Because with wallpaper in the bathroom, you want to make sure that things aren't getting too humid. You don't want to introduce an opportunity for mold growth. Now, you can also change out the hardware on your vanity or change out your towel racks. That gets a little bit more project-heavy. And if you're not that into DIY, but those are easy do-it-yourself projects. And if you have typical sconce lighting around your mirror, you can consider adding a chandelier or any other overhead light fixture. It's just a great opportunity to change the look of a room. It's a small room, so your costs will be down as long as you don't pick that super expensive light fixture like I probably would, you'll end up in a great shape with a fresh new space. Good advice. 888-666-3974. Coming up next time on The Money Pit. Hey, we've all been there. Everything's fine. And then poof, the lights go off. 
That can happen if you've tripped a circuit. It may be a nuisance, but circuit breakers are there for a good reason. Find out what your breaker is trying to tell you on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Money Pit!